0: Welcome to the Buckets and Tea NBA show. I'm your host, Catherine Niker. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode. Today, we have two very, very special guests. They are both amazing stand-up comedians, actors, friends of mine, friends of the pod. Uh, Yao runs two monthly shows at Comedy Bar, so please check those out. We've got Yao Atua and Leonard Chan. How are you guys doing?
1: Good. How are you?
0: Good, good. We may or may not be narrowly escaping COVID after all doing a show together on Monday. But <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that's kind of uh, how life is now if you step outside your house. So we've yeah. got that going on. But, you know, we yeah. feel generally okay, I think.
2: I, I surprisingly feel good. Um, I'm only tired because uh, I have a little bit adorable monster that lives with me now who wakes me up all the time.
0: He's referring to a child, everyone.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Just be very clear. <laughs> People are like, monsters are real?
0: Yeah. I mean, you could be referring to a pet. Yeah. That's
2: true, that's I true. I have a Komodo no.
1: dragon in my living room. It's cool.
0: Man. Yeah, that's true. I
1: don't know. I, I,
2: I have a baby girl who does dinosaur impressions all the time. It's Aww. A... Aww, yes. That's
0: great. She could She's be like a little, little raptor. Yeah, she could be a little good luck charm. Uh, Leonard, you were uh, making sure everyone knew on Monday night that you won your fantasy league. Congratulations! Oh, yes. Yes. I I've attempted fantasy twice, both went horribly wrong. But also, <laughs> like I just get too emotionally invested. Not to be like a stereotypical girl about it, but it's just true. Like I just get emotionally invested in the players. I don't want to trade people. Like, I don't want to do it. Mm. So I don't know. What is your advice for for maybe people like me or for people who have tried and failed at fantasy? How, how did you win? How did you do this? What was your approach?
1: My approach is uh, just pure luck. I just <laughs> drafted the yeah, greatest not team helpful. of overachievers. <laughs> 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 like uh I, mean, I think I think basically everybody who won fantasy this season like got drafted Gary Trent Jr. They just all got lucky and caught him and then won the SEALs categories. Did
0: you have Gary Trent?
1: I did. Junior? I that's did. That's good. I'm eating yeah. a coffee in the and then I picked so, up Caruso. Uh, oh, okay. He was on oh, waivers man. for some weird reason. So I'm like, yeah. So then because basically like you just want to like lock up like certain stats, right? Like if you can. So really, because I'm, I'm in a nine category, like head-to-head league. So it's just like, you know, you want to at least lock up four stats as best you can. Mm. So like, um, so I, yeah, like I was way ahead in points and three pointers. I had like a ridiculous team. I also had Jokic. So, I mean, that kind of helps. Okay. Yeah. The, <laughs> the,
2: the game's highest PR ever.
1: Yeah, it was nuts. So, like, I had him, and then, yeah, and then, like, I had Miles Bridges, Donovan Mitchell, like, Zach Levine. (laughs) I just drafted exceedingly well. And then I made, like, a couple decent moves down the stretch. Like, I picked up Pat Connaughton, like, when he was crushing it. And I dropped him as soon as he stopped crushing it. (laughs) And then, because I have no feelings uh, towards (laughs) these players the same way Catherine does, Um, I'm like, I don't care. They're just numbers. This is how I do, you know. I'm wow. like the Chinese government. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I dropped. I had, a, yeah. And if I see like a better move, I would make the move. Like I had um, Jalen Green. I drafted him originally, but then I looked at who's available on the waivers, and I was like, oh, Sadiq Bay. I was like, basically the same, just an upgrade. Yeah, and right. then I, I, I picked up Sadiq Bay right before his like 51 point outburst. So I was like, oh, good timing. So. Nice yeah. That's it, awesome. It, it's a deep crushes for me in the last week. Like I I needed everything that uh So it
0: was close. It was like down to the wire.
1: It it, it for a bit it was and then then like for the last like <laughs> within, by the last day it was like for the last like couple hours I think it was like pretty much locked up. I was like, well, at this point Harrison Barnes and Brandon Ingram have to hit like 19 straight shots. <laughs> 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 uh
0: I think the one year I did it, um Kawhi Leonard was with the Spurs, and that was the year mm. he went down. And then I also had like Gordon Hayward and then he went down for the season.
1: Oh yeah, and, and then the thing old- happened, like injuries, especially this year, because COVID, but it affected everybody. I think I also got yeah. lucky that not too many of my players went down for extended periods of time. Like I lost John Collins, mm. but only at the end of the season. I always find Russo for most of the season, like for half the season, but like I I held on to him actually stubbornly because like I thought, but but then when he came back, he wasn't that good. So I just had to leave him on the bench. So
2: Right. I was going to say, I I always find myself, the problem with fantasy is I draft players that I think are good players. Like you'd want them on your team, but they're not good fantasy players. Like they don't, they don't get the stats you need. I think
1: back. well I think you do for the in the when you're drafting, like in the initial rounds, you just take whoever is best. And then when the later rounds you look at who you're missing. And then you can also always fill that up with like trades later on. Although I didn't make a single trade this season. <laughs> but but I but I really liked everybody on my team. Like they were all working together very well. But I got lucky. I got lucky in the draft, basically, is what happens. So get lucky, draft overachievers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like miles bridges
1: and gary trent jr did way better than they were projected to at the beginning of the season but i thought well miles bridges it's a contract year right He's going to play his face off so
0: yeah. um there was um like a media package we'll get into Raptors stuff coming up but like there was like a media package that the raptors like sent to the media and uh it included like a gary trent jr like most improved yeah. uh player very fancy like comic book style t-shirt it's really cool. Mm-hmm. So they're they're pushing for it. I don't know if he's gonna get it, but they're definitely pushing for it. Nice.
2: Ooh, who's in line for that award? Most improved.
0: Way to go off script. y'all. Yeah. No, um, <laughs> I'm actually not entirely. Me sure. It
2: just made me think. I was like, <laughs> who's even in line for that award? Uh.
0: We're in such a raptor's bubble, we're just like, how could it be anyone else? <laughs>
2: That's precisely it. Um, yeah, it's better than being the Boston sports media. Ugh. <laughs>
0: That's true. Maybe it'll yeah. go to Boston. I don't know. Um remember the first season <laughs> your facial to... expression was amazing. Sorry. Just
1: to go back to the fantasy thing for a second. I just remember the first season I was talking to to Catherine about doing fantasy and I drafted porzingis <laughs> Oh, and then I told you about his troubled past. His troubled past. You're like, how about but what about the rape allegations? I was like, What? <laughs> was that because like why did you drop because like, i, I would
0: drop a player if they had those allegations against them like you're not on my fantasy i dropped derrick roseman like the that same year the one year i did it yeah. i was like i'm not keep- that's the one player i dropped
1: yeah and then i yeah. found out and i still kept it i was like yeah but he's going to give me a double him. double probably <laughs>
0: Well, and I mean, the it's and three pointers. If you don't have them, someone else is gonna have them. Well, yeah,
1: that's what I figured. This
0: is why I'm not cut out for fantasy, I guess.
1: Yeah, you know, because in uh, yeah, and then and then I, I remember too reading the articles that you sent me, and I was just like, oh, so like he just completely got away with it. Yeah, it's really, it's, <laughs> it's actually because like, well, the real fantasy in basketball is justice. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my god. Well that took a turn. That took a turn. Um if I ever make my own fantasy league, maybe that'll be the case. Um yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm gonna have to throw up a trigger warning now at the top of this episode. <laughs> just to be certain but yes i i do not uh care for christoph's porzingis uh and i've I've read quite a bit about it okay so let's move on uh happy for you leonard and only
1: (laughs) you look i did it this year with uh no criminals on my team see and that's
0: karma that's karma karma. um okay so i want to talk about adam silver for a bit He did um, what I'm assuming is like an end of season press conference, even though there's a few more games left in the season. And uh, there were a few standouts um, that he talked about. And one um, I assume was in reference to Ben Simmons, but he said over the off season, they were going to be focused on examining a quote trend of star players, not participating in a full complement of games. Um, he also stated that he doesn't currently have a solution,
1: mm.
0: but, uh, that this is an issue that they plan to address over the off season. Um, he also referred to potentially other incentives for players. I don't know exactly what that would be. Uh, but he said the play internment, which he, um, says has been successful for the league. And I tend to agree, um, was designed as an incentive for people to be competitive down the stretch of a regular season and for teams that aren't exactly a top six or a top eight to remain competitive and that he feels (laughs) that's been successful and they're going to look at other ways for um players to be uh further incentivized to actually play Mm -hmm. um i personally have like very um mixed feelings about this because um i mean with ben simmons i mean he he claims this was a mental health issue we you know some people choose to believe him some don't but we don't exactly have proof otherwise (laughs) it was just the timing in which that was released to the public that was suspect but i mean i don't know it's like you're not going to just stop people from having mental health issues but on the flip side, you know, you have guys like, I don't know, like Kyrie or Harden to some degree last season, not more than this season. So different so- kinds
1: of mental health issues.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely one way to put it. And, you know, you have you have a lot of players that are just like, ah, I'm not going to play this game. And um, I'm sure this is actually really affecting the league. Like, I personally would hate to buy, you know, tickets to a game and then that star player isn't there, especially when it's a team you only see once a year.
1: Yeah, it was so always like that. when uh, <laughs> our, fr- our our uh, mutual friend, Hisham, uh, oh who's god, a huge Lakers fan, uh, and he had bought tickets to go see the Lakers versus the Raptors. Um, and he was like, and there was a chance LeBron wasn't going to play. He
0: acted like they won the championship when they won
1: that when they won that
0: Raptors game.
1: Uh, but Hisham was like, "Hey, if LeBron doesn't play, do you want to buy these tickets from me?" I was <laughs> <laughs> like, "Sure, sure." Do you also have tickets to go see Kelly Rowland and Michelle Williams? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the but that's the issue, right? It's about yeah. the product. Like, an Ad, Ad, like Adam Silver is a salesman. Like he's trying to sell a product. Like the NBA is a product, and you go, you don't go to games because you're like, oh, I want to see and Horton Tucker. Like you want to see LeBron, right? You you don't go to like, uh, you know, like a, a yeah, like I mean, you want the stars. That's the whole point of it, right? That's what you want to see. Yes.
0: I always find it so weird when they refer to um further incentives yeah for players because like you we get right? yeah we get this conversation a lot around the dunk contest like oh they need more incentive and I'm like what like I find this concept so bizarre like how like you're in the Nba and you have a great life like I just feel like there's such a lack of perspective around you know right. it's like how are like and I'm not saying like oh like I'm not trying to do the whole shut up and play thing. Definitely no, I don't not. Think you're not doing that. But I do. But I just don't understand why they would need more incentive. Is it just like a leverage thing? Is it like, you know, I'm, like I'm going
2: to I'm going to hop on the player defense please thing for a moment. So there's a couple things in factors. One, it's really hard for the, on them to pay their 82 game seasons because let's think about this. So uh-huh. right now I'm on. If you ever hear me debate the greatest player of all time, and right now my allegiance is shifting uh, oh. towards Kareem, actually. Um, just because of winning we... time? No, I have not watched winning time, but it is mostly because of like how the argument is being framed. And every time someone puts a new frame on the argument on either side, I'm like, well, actually, Kareem's better at that. Actually, Kareem would be better oh. at that. Actually... Given, like, potential of being held down, Kareem's actually better at that. Um, But I digress. Um, We can all agree that players now are much more athletic and play much more games before getting into the NBA than players were in the 80s and 90s. And so, like, I'm thinking of, like, RJ Barrett and Andrew Wiggins specifically because I'm just a little bit more connected to them that they play so many games in Canada and AAU before they even reach the NBA, that their bodies are tired. There's like miles on them. We're like in the NBA before Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal will come in the camp out of shape. And then the first 20 games of the season, they're playing their way into shape while these guys are like putting in that work. So it is a little tougher on their bodies. So I can see why they want to take a little bit more days off. And this is also like a, um, a pop thing. Like, Greg Popovich is the one that started the whole, like, let's rest the games they don't mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: So that's one angle. And the other angle is this whole legacy thing. So everyone kills um, kills LeBron. If you're an old-school media head, um, which I think is a stupid argument, but Michael Jordan went 6-0 and in the finals. They've already circled games. Like, there's such a big legacy argument right now. About how well you perform in playoffs and how well you perform in big games, that you want to make sure you're ready for said big games and said playoffs by not playing some little games.
0: Like okay, but this is a different conversation, I think, because Mm -hmm. I'm all for if we need fewer games in a season, we don't, we can't do back to backs anymore. That is a different conversation than incentives.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know
0: what I mean. So I'm, I'm actually with you on that. I think there's a lot of evidence now to suggest that we shouldn't have an 82 game regular season for the sake of the health of the players so that like i'm totally on board with but like it would be so crazy if the league was just like sitting on that information just like um the nfl was sitting on concussion stuff (laughs) you know but then they were like well we don't want to lose the revenue so instead we'll create incentives but then (laughs) but it's just like that would be so that would be so horrible Um,
2: i just don't think there's enough incentive person
1: like well maybe maybe adam silver's not talking about positive incentives anymore maybe he's like we're gonna take some hostages
2: Yeah. (laughs) like there's two ways he can go about it he could be like one hey we're gonna give you more share of Profits if you play, and they're like okay. Or we're gonna steal your family. It's like one of those. <laughs> or I mean, like, or
1: we will prevent LeBron from making Space Jam three. Or we will fund
2: Space Jam three. That yeah. seems like a bigger threat.
0: <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think like um, I think the the league could still be equally um profitable with fewer games per season. It would suck for us as fans because the games yeah. would cost more.
1: Yeah, and they already cost quite a bit. Like I just, At least
0: here they do, yeah.
1: Yeah, like 300 level tickets cost me $120. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so, so I mean,
1: like they eat, could get around right? it.
0: But, yeah, it does mean that the games would cost more for us. And, um, yeah, I don't know. But I anticipate... I anticipate it will be addressed. Like, I just, I'm anticipating that there's going to be some sort of change. And also, not to harp on the whole Ben Simmons thing, but he's issued um, some sort of a grievance with the Philadelphia 76ers over Ugh. his $20 million lost revenue. Yeah. And so which that's going to turn into coming. an investigation and blah, blah, blah. So that saga is not over. Adam said yeah. he's staying out of it, which is hilarious. <laughs> It's oh, just no. so the opposite. Not not that he shouldn't stay out of it, but like it's just so opposite to the David Stern era. Like David Stern would have like ended that. <laughs> he would have absolutely inserted himself and ended all of this by David now. David Stern would have taken hostages. Yeah. David yeah, Stern would have he, taken he, hostages. He,
2: David Stern still has hostages, know That's this is why people were like he is one of the, he is the
1: greatest. <laughs> he died and nobody knows where they are. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: I was told my family was coming back. Yeah, you were told a lot.
0: Oh my god! Oh Um, my god!
2: Yeah, I can't imagine like Ben Simmons. I can't imagine him getting his money because he very much blatantly violated his seat. His portion. No, I don't think he should get as many. It'd be
1: insane. Like if I was like, I don't want to do my job. (laughs) I know I signed the contract, but I'm just not going to do my job. Yeah, it's the thing
2: with him, he would have a case if he was like, I can't play. But he cited that I will never play and I can't – I exactly. am not coming back because I don't want to play games here anymore. Yeah. And then was using mental health. I mean, like, I'm not saying that he didn't have any issues and I'm never going to go down that train of like, are you sure? But like, you did start your whole conversation with being like, I can't play here yeah and so for them they're like yeah we did what we were supposed to based on the cba in fact they paid him more mm-hmm. they were supposed to take more money from him and they just like decided they wouldn't and they're like work with our doctors he refused to work with their doctors and so at that point you're like okay you didn't do everything you wanted to so
1: he needed an uncle dennis I'm not, yeah i'm not <laughs> i <I'm not> <laughs> He, he needed an have, uncle Dennis have an uncle Dennis. So that was his problem. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I think with him, like, I think both things are true. Honestly. Like I think, you know, just because you have mental health issues, doesn't mean you're not a bit of an asshole in other ways. Honestly, or, yes,
1: like, yeah. I just think
0: both things are true. Yeah. Um, all right. The other thing that Adam silver uh, talked about, which we'll talk about just a little bit here is. um, So next year's all-star game okay. is in Utah. And the game is going to stay there despite anti-LGBTQ plus legislation being passed in the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is in contrast Mm -hmm. to uh, in 2017 when there was an anti-LGBTQ plus legislation bill attempting to be passed in Charlotte and the NBA moved that All-Star game uh, in an attempt to have some say, some sway Uh, In that bill. And uh, when asked about this, Adam Silver basically said that in the Charlotte situation, the league had a chance to essentially make a difference. And and I guess to some degree they did, whereas in Utah, it looks like this bill uh, has already been established. I kind of interpret this as um, they were just too late to act. Mm. And I might go so far as to say is I think that's deliberate on their part i personally i think the experience in the bubble as much as they were trying to um stand up for what was right and they did um it didn't equal in revenue and i think the league has been quietly moving away from having a, a woke stance on certain things quote unquote a woke stance on certain things um, in an effort to remain profitable and competitive with leagues like the NFL. Uh, that's my <laughs> personal opinion on this. Uh, yes. People may disagree, but, you know, to me, there was a very stark contrast between when the bubble ended and when the next te- season started, which was only a few months apart. Uh, yeah. Suddenly there was no Black Lives Matter messaging on the court, um, things like that. The Raptors did just do a a Pride Night um recently which is very exciting and good a for us. game that
1: we were supposed to go do to together.
0: I know I canceled for a very mediocre uh stand up yeah. gig and I'm filled with regret. <laughs> <laughs> uh so good. there's that but so I'm sorry. And honestly had I known that um that it was going to be that good like I saw some clips afterwards and it's like oh there's like There's like drag queens here and some of them were on Canada's drag race that I recognize and stuff. And I was like, oh, damn.
1: Yeah, it was a good game.
0: I missed it. And it was a fun game. I was able to catch the end of it. But in any case, so I I just feel like, you know, like I'm doing this this a little bit based off of memory. So if I'm wrong, please, you're allowed to comment and correct me. But I feel like when the Charlotte thing happened, they moved that game out at least a year in advance. Mm -hmm. like it wasn't something that they spontaneously did like last minute that like this like they were on top of it Mm -hmm. and yeah like it didn't happen like last minute so for them i think they just decided to strategically be a bit quiet about it now it's too late we're not moving the team out of utah obviously um or anything like that so we're just gonna go ahead Mm -hmm. and, and do this so it's um for me personally, I find it a bit disappointing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish the league would would double down on, on this sort of thing, but maybe that's just me.
1: Yeah, they're just I, like, well, no, we don't want to give up those fat stacks of Mormon money. Oh. <laughs> As you know, <laughs> part of the major demographic of the NBA is Mormons.
0: Um, <laughs> jazz I mean, that would be an interesting thing to find out. How many are Mormons? Maybe there's more than we realize. Isn't uh, Danny Ainge like a Mormon or something?
1: I mean, he looks. This is like just Mormon. his conspiracy pod now.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm gonna actually go to Google Mormons in the NBA. I want to know.
0: it <laughs> be just, an
2: interesting thing to find out. I just think there's a couple of things with it. One is like, why do we do? Why do you even want an All Star weekend in Utah anyway? Freaking, <laughs> it's just. You can't drink after like 10 or something like
1: that. You can. You can definitely drink in Utah. I have gotten hammered in Utah. You just have Did to. Did you eat
0: the pizza in Utah?
1: No. I had really good sushi in Utah of Oh, all
0: bizarre. I mean, oh, really? Uh,
1: but no, you can drink. They just You just have to do like a little, uh, basically yeah. you like sign a little thing that says, I'm part of this private club now. Are you serious? And you pay like a whatever, like a $5 fee and it's just like a workaround. What so then, is now this you're a in real a pri- thing? now you're in a private club, even though it's a restaurant or whatever, but you you like sign like a thing, you're in a private club, you have a little card, and then it's like, boom, now you can drink whatever you want.
0: oh my gosh, I didn't even know that I wait this that, is real
1: I yeah, I mean, that's what i I mean it's real it was real to me because that's what I did so I could get
0: <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> sounds like something you could have punked me with, honestly. well,
1: doesn't it?
2: I still uh, stand why you what do you want to party in time that's one
1: um Jim, Jim redette I.
2: Jimmer Fredette.
1: That Wait, what good. was that? Jimmer I'm just yeah, looking. Was oh, you're naming you.
0: Mormons. Okay, yeah. Please continue making your point while Leonard uh talks about we'll the Mormons. Mormons. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> Make, your <laughs> yeah.
1: Make your point, but I will fire Mormons at you. Yeah.
2: I uh, I do think it it's the whole woke thing was like they upset upset the apple cart um, with you know old money. Let's just say, uh, and so they. They don't, they just don't know what to do because they can't monetize in the way that makes players and most people happy because old money is still in the league through and through. And so I think they got cowards. I got, I think they got tricky. Um, uh, and it's first, and this notion that you can catch the NFL in the U.S. is ridiculous to me. The, The way the NFL is set up, like the frequency, it's, They benefit from an infrequency of games, right? They only have Mm -hmm. at this point 17 games, right? So every game means more in the long run compared to 82. Now, this is not an argument to shorten the season. Um, Personally, I think shortening the season is going to just bring a whole host of unseen problems. But like when you play a game like Monday, Thursday, Saturday, it doesn't feel as special. So you're not going to make as much money where the NFL is like big stadiums gathering. It's kind of like a church-like theme because you're like, we're all going to Ford Field for 1 o'clock against the Bears, and that's what we do. Mm-hmm. So we're all going to the bar together at 4.30 because mm-hmm. they're the away game. So like sh- the NFL, the NBA needs to stop trying to compete with the NFL and just do what they're doing. I loved everything they were doing in the model. It just mm-hmm. seemed like... They were just such a player-focused league, and it's the thing they were getting praised on in sports media that that's what they do better than the NFL. Where the NFL was like, as long as you make the owners happy, it doesn't really matter. Like, there's no Kaepernick in the NBA because it gets to, it gets to be distributed across a bunch of different players, uh-huh. and you can't kick a player like that, Kyle, or out because the rest of the player union is going to come down on you. Where the owners like have so way too much power, so. They just they got scared, and I think they should pull out of Utah. Bring the game to Toronto again. Everyone actually liked the All-Star game in Toronto for some reason.
0: Mm-hmm. We just had the coldest weekend on record, but otherwise. We had the
2: second coldest All-Star game. I went to the All-Star game in Chicago. That was cold. It was so much colder than it was in Toronto.
0: The the
2: 2021? Yep. Right before the world ended. I was in Chicago. That, that was cold. That was way cold in the Toronto's All-Star
0: weekend. Well, okay, that aside, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I feel like Leonard wants to jump in here.
1: Well, I'm just curious, if they shorten the season, what does that do to player contracts? Like, because now you're just going to pay them the same amount to play, like, less? Like, owners would never do that. It would have to be... It would lower the contract. Yeah, like, they, they would have to, it, like, it, yeah, Being. in I mean, I guess the
0: argument would be they're already okay. playing less.
1: I mean, that's true. Um, but at the same time, that's not true of all players. Like, there's, No, of course. Right? I mean, obviously, some of the big contracts, sure, but, like, I don't know. like, Yeah, it's complicated, for it sure. It is very complicated. Like, there would have it's to be... way too work.
2: complicated, because, like, they would slash it to a degree which the players wouldn't be happy with. There'd just be so much going on. There's so many different things. So you have to, like, put asterisks in the record books. Like, yeah. a record just wouldn't be, like... Touch ever again because there's 10 less games, or what? Oh, yeah.
1: Like, I mean, Steph Curry was already untouchable, but it would be
2: even more so. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, you got to do this in like averages. Yeah. it There'd be like the sports stat and like the economics of it doesn't make sense. So I don't think it's so
1: mm-hmm. going
0: to. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's move on from the Adam Silver stuff. But just, I just thought it was a very interesting interview that he did and he touched on a lot of things and, uh, I'm very curious to see if uh, he's going to, you know, change things in the off season one way or the other. But uh, Mm. for now, let's focus on this current season. Uh, I feel like next week I'm going to do a full playoff preview because they start uh, the following weekend. Uh, But for now, I want to know from the two of you, which non Raptors team are Mm. you looking forward to the most in this playoff season?
1: It was Chicago.
0: (laughs) I was like, why did this answer come with such a deep sigh? I was not expecting that.
2: Oh, I have one very clear one, but it's like... (sighs) (laughs) What have I done? Who who is it? Yeah. I want to see Milwaukee repeat. Okay. I, I mean, like, they're... I mean, it's hard to root, like, really, like, how to root for them because, like, in theory... The Raptors should get them. Like realistically, our ceiling is a second round hard out, like mm-hmm. like a tough out in the second round. And I feel like that's what we can get to, and that's what I imagine. Especially if we get Chicago or, or Philadelphia in the first round. I don't think we're gonna get Chicago. I think they're falling too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I think I don't trust Philadelphia, so I, I like them in a the seven game series. But then
1: we,
0: we have- all like Philadelphia.
2: Yeah. <laughs> And then Miami, I think we have a chance against Make Miami.
1: Cry again, yeah.
2: <laughs> but like Milwaukee, I just there's Giannis does everything right. Mm. Um, that you just want him to let like hide pat that legacy, so you have the supporting argument about how great he is, and that's what I kind of want to see. I'm I I'm not the person like to root for like the best team. I hate the Yankees. I hate the Patriots. Um, the Cowboys don't win, so who cares? Um, <laughs> I'm throwing shots at everybody. just no one's safe. Um, but I do love seeing great players in the prime. So I really love watching LeBron win even though like he was playing against us. It was like, well, since he beat us, I want him to win now. And I feel the same way about really honest like I want the best player in the league to win. And he's not in New York. So, not
0: the best team, just the best player. Yeah. I think they're the best. You almost contradicted yourself in that.
2: No, they're not the best team, quote unquote, on paper. Phoenix is the best team on paper. Yeah. But I Mm -hmm. think, I don't think they can beat Milwaukee again because. Giannis is just such a force.
0: Well, I mean, look, the idea of a a Bucks-Suns rematch is definitely not off the table, like, at all. Like, when that whole series happened last summer, I was like, we're never seeing that again. And (laughs) it's looking more and more likely that that could very easily be the case. So I think for you, I don't know why you entered this question with such... um, I'm interpreting as pessimism, like you just felt really like like when you walk into a therapy session and you're just like, oh, <laughs> like it's middle
1: <laughs> week. No,
0: like, no, you actually have so much to be excited about. I um yeah. I I agree, like everybody loves an underdog. So I, I'm with you on that. And the Suns have emerged as sort of uh, the clear favorites, I think, going into all of this. Yeah. But I think at, coming out of the East, absolutely the Bucks could come out of the East. I don't think that's uh, to be heavily doubted. And um, I think you're you're in for a very fun a few months. I, mean, you know again, they want the,
1: East. I want the Raptors
2: to win the East, I feel like.
1: Well, <laughs> I, I mean, I want a lot of things. Uh. <laughs> but you know let's stay in how many injuries would
0: have to happen like like durant would have to come back and
1: eliminate every other team you know (laughs) basically the way the lakers won their championship (laughs) oh my god oh my god that's true actually (laughs) people don't put
0: an asterisk on that because they're like oh it was the bubble everyone was in the bubble i was like yeah but so many injuries anyway yeah uh leonard how about you
1: well you know what like i I wouldn't mind seeing Chris Paul get his ring.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? Or Ja Morant, actually. Although, but Chris Paul has been, you know, Ja will have plenty of chances to get his ja ring. Ja will have many chances. Um,
0: yeah. I mean, I think it's like, I don't, yeah, it's really, it really feels like it's shifting that way, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. But I mean, that. but I felt that last year, this is the thing, like, at the like, I, I was like, oh man, I want Chris Paul to win his ring, blah, blah. And then just watching Milwaukee play, I was like, oh no, i it was like, you know, Rocky 4 when all of a sudden the crowd's like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to root for Rocky now. <laughs> 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 and then I, was, I was just like, I can't root against Giannis. Like this dude, like I just can't root against him. No. So and then, and then yeah, like it, like my mindset completely shifted somewhere around like game four or something like that. I was like, no, I want Milwaukee with this thing now.
0: Yeah. And, and I felt like when they had the fans outside the stadium, I mean, sure, they copied us a bit, but it looked great. You know what that I mean? Like, it, like they had so many people up there. It looked amazing. me like they just had the vibes. Yeah. You know, and then and then. You know, no disrespect to Phoenix Suns fans, but the when and whenever the camera went onto the crowd inside that stadium, they all looked like they could have been extras in Breaking Bad. (laughs) (laughs) Like they they all looked like they walked out of Breaking Bad right into that stadium, straight up. I was like, "Wow, Phoenix fans have a look. They have a look.
2: (laughs) That is, they do." That yeah, is Milwaukee copying Jurassic Park, and, and it was noted somewhere else. Like, I don't remember where someone else is like, Toronto fans are crazy. This Fans will gather outside the stadium, and the Milwaukee started doing it. But at the end of the day, they were like, look what Toronto's doing. Let's copy them because that's a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I can't fault them for following, like, a good lead.
1: Yeah.
0: Are you a Clippers fan too now, or? <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: the Clippers, they
0: be clipping. Hey man, Paul George is back. Uh really? Norm Powell's back.
1: They got rid yep. of Pat Bev, so you know that's fun.
0: Yes, they got rid of Pat Bev. Yeah. I can't believe I almost saw him live with you, Leonard. Yeah. I really, I really dislike Patrick Beverly. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, wait, Leonard, we didn't get your team. Who are you excited to see?
1: Uh I I always like Denver and I like the Jazz, even though, you know, they're <laughs> the LGBTQ thing. Are you a yeah.
0: Mormon? You haven't named yourself yet.
1: Am I a Mormon?
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, you forgot. I to will name neither yourself. confirm
1: nor deny uh, <laughs> my beliefs. Uh, I'm going to Google uh, it. And whether or not I feel that uh, ancient Jews set sail from America <laughs> to America. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or that uh, I will one day get my own planet. Uh, but I will neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. <laughs>
0: um so you really like denver i really like denver i i was saying in an earlier uh episode of this podcast i can't remember if it was last week or the week before or was it freddie's podcast anyway somewhere i was saying <laughs> that i think you know it it's looking like let me just double check if that's changed since last night yeah like if the playoffs started today the Warriors and the Nuggets would face each other in the first round what? and I think that could be a serious first round upset
1: yeah that is a like that
0: I I have my eye on that series like that could be a serious serious first round upset yeah and I mean Jokic. like <laughs> I earlier mean. in the year I was honestly like wow like the Warriors could win it all. Like they looked incredible, but they've just had too many injuries. And Mm -hmm. it was like one of those, like, Oh, are we about to watch one of the greatest uh, comebacks in sports history? And then it's like, Oh no, 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 that's been disappointing. But uh, I agree with you. I think people are sleeping on the nuggets. I think they could make, um, I don't know if they're going to the finals, but I think they could make some serious waves uh in this year's we'll playoffs it. yeah yeah doesn't agree yeah look at him he's like i don't see it
1: they have a higher ceiling than the raps i think the
2: nuggets Ugh, no way mm-hmm. no way i'll take that bet for
1: sure Nuggets are making it out of round one Come no. on! Man. I mean, I mean, against the Warriors is going to be we'll see. Okay, in all we'll fairness,
0: then. I have not checked um Steph's uh, the, it is the status, Warriors. but it, when I last checked, it said he was out indefinitely. So I don't know if that's changed mm-hmm. or not. Who? Steph, Steph Curry. Curry.
1: Uh, Were you unaware
0: that? that Steph Curry? Yeah.
1: Does that change your calculus? No. Not
2: <laughs> <Quite laughs> even a little bit. Jamal so, <laughs> Murray comes back, maybe. Maybe you could persuade me that they'll take two games, but jeez, nah. Wow. I think the the problem with the Nuggets, besides being the Nuggets, is um, <laughs> they're just not built for the playoffs this year. They're, they got decimated by injury, so like, I don't think Jokic is going to be the when he has too much focus on him. It's it's going to be over. Yeah. But a
0: huge part of his MVP case is the fact that they lost two out of their top three players and they're, and they're still, still the s- and they're still six in the in the west.
2: Listen, there's one other MVP that came from a sixth seed. I'm not even happy about this. It shouldn't go to someone below a four seed. I stand by that. I still believe it. I don't care about historical present. Jokic is not Jokic is not the MVP. <laughs> it's so bothersome to me.
0: Wow!
1: Wow! I didn't
0: know you were so fired up about this. I mean, here's the thing: I I can't. I don't think you should put it like, oh, like they have to at least be a sixth seed or a fourth seed because there's differences in the Eastern and Western Conference, right? Like, I think it's more fair to be like you have to win at least 50 games. Like, I think that's a that's a more fair barometer because, I mean, like, so like the 76ers have. They're fourth, but their records are almost identical. They're just two games apart. I So it, I I don't necessarily think it's fair to be like, oh, there's you, something did, be you have on to be the a road road It should be by number of games. It doesn't make
2: you feel valuable. You know what I mean? Like, if you're on the road in the first round, it doesn't feel valuable. And also, like, those top four seeds have a lot more going right for them than anybody below that top four seed line. So like- the I other- don't
0: think the 76ers have more right going for oh, them I, than, I the, than
2: that. for Nuggets. Indeed, should be MVP though. The MP, the But I think- he's a
0: top four seed. So in your, in your MVP, new rules, this yeah, is very spontaneous conversation. Eligible,
2: and in my days, I would I would still back that. I don't think he is the MVP. I think Giannis should be MVP. Giannis is one. Uh, Luca is two.
1: Wow. Luca.
0: Luca's
2: not too. even in the
1: conversation.
2: Luca is now in the conversation. What are you talking about? They, they're they fourth seed right now. You know what they, I, I think? They have less injuries.
0: You and the fourth injuries. seed are like. <laughs> I think what's happening is we're riding different algorithms, honestly. We are.
2: Hmm. I've been saying this since Russ, uh, since Russ got his MVP for averaging a triple double. Everyone's like, but look how less they had. It was like. So I guess the
1: question is like, how do you? How are you defining the V of MVP? Yeah, right. Like, is it? And the value they, is values raising their the team. value to the league. Is it's it value team to their team? position? Is it value to, to like what is it? Right, because like you know like yeah. certain players.
0: But I mean, it should be a combination of all those. Oh,
1: I agree. I agree. I'm just saying. I'm just wondering what Yao's... Oh <laughs> me? Oh, you're
2: wondering me? It's putting your team in Yao? position in the best position possible to make a deep playoff run. So, you can't be on the road in the first round. That's where my problem is. If you're on the road in the first round of playoffs, there are people that are more valuable to their team than you are to theirs.
1: Okay, I guess here's the question. If like Because everyone says I, I guess the you, argument you, I'd like, always I think heard. I think the way you look at it, right? Is like if you if you just like look at these teams, if like the 76ers don't have Embiid, if Milwaukee Bucks don't have Giannis, if Denver doesn't have Jokic. How much worse does it get? For those teams I, relatively. First of all, I
2: knew you were going to say that argument because everyone goes, What if you took X player off a team? If you took Lonzo Ball off the Hornets, they would be a lottery team. Is Lonzo, not Lonzo. I mean, Lonzo Ball, the took Ball, Ball, Ball off the Hornets. He's up
1: and yeah. playing all season. Yeah, yeah. Lamello Ball. Well,
0: off they're 10th. So, I mean, that's 10. not a strong argument. But it,
1: but 10, <laughs> yeah. <right>? How much of <laughs> the <laughs> they're going to go.
0: Yes, but they're 10. And so everyone's
2: saying, if you take X player off the team, how much worse they could be? Well, you take a starter off most players' teams, the team is worse. Of course, that's not that's not the how value, much worse. The, the question
1: play- that's the question. I'm not saying they're not going to be worse. Objectively, they're going to be worse. And, the and if that's always much- the case,
2: then LeBron has been the MVP for the last 19 years, up up until the last two years. To last two years, because when you take him off the team, suddenly they crater into a, like for one, two, or three. NBA, uh, what's it called? Traffics. So it's not so much like taking the player off the team. It's elevating your team to a position, right? And so if you're not good enough to elevate them to at least a home advantage in the first round, that you can probably pick, go to those top four teams in either conference, and I'm still sticking with that, and find someone who has elevated their team in a statistical, and significant way. To declare the most valuable player. Giannis. Luca.
0: This is just anti-Jokic propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. To, I'm not I'm not against your Giannis argument, but I yeah. but in any case you
2: gotta re- also realize that PER is an over the stat the PER stat and the efficiency stats over value rebounds, which is why it's like Centers are very high up on them. And like what's it called? Bohan for the longest time was historically the most efficient player ever in the NBA until like two years ago. They over-rely on different things. So you can't like you gotta take some that some of that stats with a grain of salt. Yes, I've been all over this for a while. So I could go on for
1: days. Let's not. <laughs> we won't. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, I mean, the sentence overvaluing rebounds is, is pure propaganda, but anyway, that's fine. We're
1: going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. It's really silly to want to get possession of the ball.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Rebounds are not valuable. It's just like
0: overvaluing rebounds is hilarious.
2: Or you're more efficient of a player when you get the rebound, as opposed to someone who scores more.
1: When the objective You know how you know how it's really hard hard to score when you don't have the ball.
2: (laughs) Yes, but to just get the ball. Dennis Rodman is a much more efficient player than let's say in the nineties, Dan Marley, who is not a great player, but Dennis Rodman never scored, and Dan Marley can give you fifteen. So, like, which one's more valuable? Dennis Rodman's in the
0: top 75 players of all time. You're not going to talk about the top 75
2: players. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Does anybody have 75 players? Dennis Rodman
1: versus Dan Marley right now. Yeah. Okay. You you know what? You know
0: what? I
2: got (laughs) it. Reggie Miller's a top 75 player and Dwight (laughs) Howard isn't.
0: Oh, God. All right. I got to bring this in. I got to reel the both of you. And it's yeah. time for the raptors homer moment maybe that is a an area for more for more peace and sunshine and rainbows <laughs> for us um okay so we had the big kyle lowry return um this week um oh, at
1: that, that game fyi
0: you were you were at that game yes yes tell us tell mm-hmm. us about it what was tell it us. like in the arena? It was
1: amazing uh, watching. Uh, Lowry on my phone as I stood in line trying to get into the Scotiabank. Oh, no. I, uh, I missed that, like, the cool part. They did, like, a retrospective and all that stuff, and they showed... I mean, it's similar to what they did for Vince. Um, Lowry didn't cry from what I could see. No. Uh, no. But uh, but it was cool, man. And they, like, they did, like, a big intro for him. It was like, you know, welcome back. And it was, yeah, it was... It was, it was nice, because he is... You know, arguably, you know, at least the greatest Raptor of this era. Like, no question.
0: Um, was it better than the Kawhi Return game?
1: It was a closer game.
0: Because <laughs> you and I went to that and it sucked.
1: You did. That game mm. was brutal. I mean, I liked what they did at the beginning for the Kawhi thing. Like, with the little the steps. Like the the they, they highlight. Yeah, the, the
0: video it. tribute was great. The video tribute. But was it was cool. all downhill
1: after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah, exactly. The video tribute was the best part of that game, and then everything else after was garbage. Because yeah, we got crushed so hard, which is really sad. It's like you see like an ex girlfriend, and then you're doing really badly.
0: Yeah, and they're <laughs> it's just killing a- it.
1: It's like, yeah. oh, my life is in a shambles right now. It I was really- very
0: that, and then. Uh And then the halftime entertainment was uh, Maestro Fresh West oh, and right. with new material with new material. <laughs> and he could not get the crowd into it
1: No, at all. No. The crowd
0: was so depressed, no. like like nobody was there for it. And he was just center court trying to get everybody hype and everybody's just going yeah. to the bathroom, getting their food, getting their drinks. Yeah, it was it was rough.
1: Like, just play the hits, man.
0: Who was the halftime entertainment for Kyle's game? Was it anyone we would know?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Who was it? He was but, I don't think I even. I don't think I even stuck oh around. I went to go God. drink at the, the the lounge.
0: You went to go drink at the lounge. Yeah, you're one of those people. Every <laughs> time I see people drinking at the lounge, yeah. I'm like, Who are you? Like, I don't know. Like, we're well, at a stadium.
2: I've drank at the lounge during a couple half times, but it's mostly because you run into people. And you're like, hey, let's, uh, oh, let's meet up. Okay,
0: okay, I get it. That's, I get uh, it, that's
2: okay. why I'm, I'm. There.
1: Yeah, like the one on the second floor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not VIP at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it would have been the only thing that would have been better is if we won the game. But at least yeah, it was a it was close cold. game. It was really nice. I loved how Kyle was all dressed up uh with wearing his ring doing a long press conference uh the player tribune thing very short very sweet uh i wouldn't expect kyle to do a long-winded uh emotional piece personally like some people were like complaining that it was like too short and i'm like Mm -hmm. but what else did he need to say like you know what i mean like there wasn't more that he needed to say Mm -hmm. so i i don't know i thought that was uh all very Mm -hmm. nice uh, quick update for people uh, who were listening to this last week. I did not get the chance to make lava cakes. I said in last week's episode <laughs> I was going to make lava cakes <laughs> for Kyle's return. I did not get the uh, opportunity, but I, uh, I, I probably will have the opportunity tonight so lava cakes for danny green i guess (laughs) (laughs) emotional supports next for danny green's return uh Uh, he's finally Uh gonna get his rig uh it's gonna be it's a little anticlimactic at this point honestly don't don't you feel that way i mean not that i don't i mean i appreciated everything danny green did while he was here but it's a bit anticlimactic no uh, it's only,
2: I feel like it's only Yanty Club because
1: he's kind of fallen, right? You know what I mean? Did he get another ring before he even got this one?
0: Yeah, yeah. He got the Lakers, Lakers. one
1: before he got this That's one. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I forgot that he didn't have his ring, I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's been a while, I, I think. Um, but I do think it'll be nice. He'll definitely have a, a video tribute Um, He was doing uh, a live um, inside the green room in Toronto where he's trying to get some uh, special guests. So I'll try and check that out on YouTube. I think like um, Will Lou is saying that booking NBA guests is like a moving target. So you have to just be able to say special guests and like hope people show up, which is hilarious. I could, I have too much anxiety for that. That would drive me absolutely crazy, but (laughs) um, no, it'll be nice to see him back. Um, In terms of uh, the Raptors going to the playoffs, we kind of answered this already in our many tangents, uh, which is fine. (laughs) But what do we think is the Raptors ceiling going into this year's playoffs?
1: I mean, I would love a tight round two game seven, (laughs) but I don't know if it's going to get that far. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, if we get a favorable matchup, I can see us making the Eastern Conference Finals. Ooh, okay. um, but that's that's like stars aligning. Well, I that's think. a
0: that's an interesting question. What are those favorable matchups?
2: Um, right now, the way it's laid out, we'd have Philadelphia first round, which I like, and then we would have the winner between um uh right now would be Miami and whoever ends up the eight seed. Right. Um, because that's the way the NBA works. The yeah, the, so they like proceed the,
1: every round. So it could um, be like Miami and Brooklyn.
2: Yeah, and I like I don't Miami that of those series, <laughs> and I don't and I and we've taken two in Miami already. Um, so it would be interest like an interesting series. Like if again that this is like stars aligning, like we just like play out our minds when we're there, and Bam's off, and Jimmy can't get it going, and Kyle's just tired. <laughs> like you know, then we make the Eastern Conference Finals. I can see
0: that for a game or two. I can't see that for an entire series.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel like, well, since we beat them twice, I feel like there is unless a
0: they try to fight Eric Spolstra a second time. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, that's. Miami, I get that I can see Raptors are frustrating Miami, so Jimmy goes after Spolso again. Um, But we would just go and as much as I'd love to be like, we can lock down Giannis again, we'd just get decimated. It'd be one of those statement series that he'd be like, I took our loss personally, Um, and I'm kind of here for watching
0: that. well, adding to um, Philadelphia being a favorable matchup, um, that's something we talked about last week. But uh, as an update, uh, Matisse Theibel has been mm. uh, deemed ineligible to play.
1: Yeah, now we know. Now we know who So it now was. we
0: know he is not vaccinated, <laughs> and that adds to our uh, home court advantage here. Um, so that's affecting us uh, tonight. And could affect us in the first round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I do think Philly is, out of all of those teams is the most favorable matchup. Um mm-hmm. I do see a world where we could potentially win that series. Um I do think they're going to be a hard out though. Like I do like I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to be like easy. No, but no. Absolutely. I but I do think we could win that series. I mean, it would be the sh- it would be the most shocking thing if the Raptors won a second round season or Mm -hmm. series, wouldn't it? Like it's already shocking that they're not in the play-in. Like Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the second half of this, of this season, post all-star break, the Raptors have absolutely been the most surprising team in the league. Oh, Absolutely.
1: You know what's interesting? Like when you watch, like I watch other games uh, and like the, the um, number of times, like, uh commentators and other sports teams mentioned the raptors was just drastically going up like at the second half of the season yeah. Like, oh yeah you guys you can't sleep on these guys blah 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 like oh my god they're playing so well blah 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 and it's like it's uh, yeah it was clearly uh clearly a shock
2: <laughs> yeah their long annoying switching defense is what everyone was starting to talk about starting to talk about um I think it's great
0: um- yeah um Fred came out um He did an interview, and he was saying how uh, during the All-Star game, the guys took a vote and said the Raptors were the most annoying team to uh, play against. Isn't that wild?
1: Yeah.
2: Nick
0: Nurse, baby, baby, my crush. Uh
2: (laughs) Dr. Nurse, baby.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, Actually, well, you know what? We might as well move on into our final segment, which is the the Nick Nurse hottie uh, highlight of the week. (laughs) So here's the thing. So last week I talked about uh, how Nick nurse is technically a doctor. He has a doctorate. And I don't know why we're not calling him Dr. Nurse. Um, uh, Will Lou and Alex Wong on the Raptors show talked about how the Raptors have a nickname problem. And I said, I was going to message Alex Wong and be like, Hey man, we need to start calling Nick nurse, Dr. Nurse. And then he responded to me and said, we have to fix the players nicknames first. And then I wrote back again and said, what about like, what if we face Philly in the first round? Because then we have Doc Rivers and Nick Nurse. And then if you call Nick Nurse, Dr. Nurse, it's like you're kind of owning him. You know what I mean? Like, we got to do that. And so then he was like, okay, yeah, maybe (laughs) if we face Philly in the first round. I don't know. I don't understand the hesitation. I don't understand the hesitation it's right there yes we need to work on the player's nickname sure 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 but it's right there
1: maybe it's I don't know so maybe I need, message. Like, it's, yeah, maybe right. I like, need to message yeah you're right maybe I need to message Alex
0: Wong again maybe Raptors Republic will clip this on social media <laughs> and I will make sure he sees it and I'm like hey buddy what is going on no I don't know maybe I am being too pushy yeah, do am I just uh do I just have a pushy Nick Nurse agenda at this point? Is that what this is? Am I <laughs> um, that person there?
2: Since you uh, made me aware that he has a doctorate, um, I made sure I said it on the last podcast I was on. I was on.
0: There um, we go. So it's catching on.
2: So in theory, yes, it's catching on. I think Doctor Nurse works, and it's a doc that has earned that. So. Yeah,
0: it's probably more legitimate than like Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz, honestly.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like an actual doctorate. Um, yeah, so wait, you guys don't have anything to say about this nickname fiasco?
1: Well, it's hard to, I mean, I agree that it should happen immediately. Oh my
0: God, you're just saying that because you're my friend.
1: No. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> The I, I just never heard the Raptors have a nickname problem. And well, because it's
0: like so, like, Spicy P Pascal doesn't really love that nickname,
2: yeah. No, but like, we can't keep are- calling
0: Fred Van Vleet Freddy All Star, like, he's an all star now.
2: That's true, you know yeah. what I mean? So, it's like it's <laughs> like, was horrible, I yeah. Like, that it's just one of those things is like nicknames are weird, like. Kevin Durant doesn't like any of the nicknames he was ever given.
0: Yeah, but he seems particularly uh, prickly.
2: <laughs> listen, I—I I, you have to listen to other podcasts. But I've ever given Kevin Durant his flowers for the first time ever in a public yeah. setting where I've never given his flowers. But uh, <laughs>
0: I'm sure he's waiting for you specifically.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure hey, hey, he's I waiting said, for your specific he flowers. He might be the one way of his burner he on social media. Be. One you of his Twitter like accounts them. might be. Um, I don't think we have a nickname problem because nicknames are nicknames need to come around organically, and if they don't come around organically, then they feel forced. It, it it likens me back to the Chuck Swirsky days where like everybody had a nickname, and I'm like, give it a rest. Come on, not everyone is like, not everyone right. needs to be called something.
0: Like, I don't help. remember that. I mean, I remember the the onions and the salami and mm-hmm. cheese. I don't no, remember yeah. him and the, the man Maybe I really blocked just that out.
1: Sandwich ingredients. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a twenty four seven deli. It um, was. It just, if you were
1: remember watching
2: broadcast back then, it was all about like giving these guys these nicknames that would last like maybe a week or two. It was just get over oh, it. Where it's know? like. Vince Carter, even Vince Carter's Half Man, Half Amazing, which was more a title than a nickname. And then um, Air Canada, which was Little force, Just like, those are the closest. But like, Vin Sanity was the best one.
0: Yeah. We landed on one eventually.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've been calling Pascal Spicy P for like three years. And yeah, I didn't know he hated it.
0: I don't think he hates it. I think he has a love hate relationship with it. I think because it's like I don't know, like spicy p. It's kind of like, mm. and, yeah. then, uh, <laughs> and then and like, then he doesn't Whoa. even like eat or like spicy food. But then he came out with a hot sauce, like oh. right before the pandemic. He did this collaboration with Nando's.
1: Well, and then know. he tried
0: to embrace the nickname, and then and then all that time passed, and then he was struggling for a bit. So it's like I don't know. I think it's a it's kind of a love hate. I think he's like accepted it. As a nickname, more than he likes it, if that makes sense.
1: I think that makes sense. Yeah, you know,
2: well, Scotty will end up earning a nickname. It'll feel right. It'll it'll be on him. He'll wear it with a badge of honor, and we'll feel good about not forcing a nickname on anybody.
1: Because Scotty will have his. I can see why he wouldn't like Spicy P, though. It sounds like the symptom of a UTI.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it does. It absolutely does. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, I guess all of that is to say I don't think calling Nick Nurse Dr. Nurse is forced. I feel like it's no, right there. No. And, uh Doctor or Doc? Doc Nurse. I do like Doc Nurse. Yeah, either one is good. Doc Nurse doc is
2: nurse. like, why you call him Doc? He's like, because he earned it. Dr. Nurse sounds punny unintentionally. Yeah. I can see yeah, why people has. aren't saying it. But Doc Nurse, for sure. Well, mm-hmm. and it
0: helps with the fewer characters.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, all right. Well, this was just kind of an awkward ending to this episode, honestly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, you know what? You know what? Let's let's end it on a high note because I didn't get to my raptor Homer moment, and I know I didn't because I was like, "Ooh, I did not mention this." But, okay, uh, please. Um, but the lovely thing because I I I was able to watch the whole like the whole like ceremony and the video package, but how he ends it is like, he brought his sons out with him Yes, in our court. And I think that is just like such a big thing. One, pull those kids out of school to come back to Toronto. And two, like it was kind of like this, like big, this is your home. We're going home now, kids. Like let's go see from friends from home. And it was just kind of like this whole and family moment. Like, It was so important to him to be home, and I said her quote, that he had to share it with the two people they cherish most of the world. And I think that was everything, to me, that Kyle brought to the franchise. And that's a legacy, and that imprint we we were able to see on this team going forward is there. And it just made all the sense in that moment. And for me, it was important. Call me a sap right now because uh, I'm dealing with big dad feelings, but I really thoroughly enjoyed it. That's my homework moment and the most positive I'll be in this podcast.
0: I absolutely love that. That's a great note to end on. So thank you, Yao. Uh, where can people follow your anti-Jokic propaganda on the <laughs> internets?
2: Uh, you can follow me at Yao Experience on <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. You can talk we will talk all about why Giannis is the real MVP and why every vote for Jokic is a stab into the MVP legacy. Can monsters
1: that live and die by PR go away?
0: I love it. And Leonard, where can people find you on the internets?
1: Uh, I'm, uh, I'm on socials at, uh, at the Leonard Chan. Um, I, you know rebounds are important you'll understand
0: why <laughs> <laughs> you'll understand why by following him yeah uh yeah no thank you both so much it's been so much fun honestly we've uh had a bit of a ride of a time here but uh, a great time nonetheless uh, you can follow me at it's me underscore catherine spelled c-a-t-h-r-y-n thanks so much and uh, we'll be back next week bye Bye.